0: Alistair's Anime Corner. Okay, so I know that it's been a while since I had an episode in general, and it's also been a while since I've talked about Crunchyroll in general, but considering the fact that the Crunchyroll Funimation partnership has ended due to lawyer reasons and the fact that we are basically beginning to see cracks in how Crunchyroll kind of works. I kind of need to use this podcast in order to basically just ask the question, why? Why did Crunchyroll even become successful in the first place because we all know that Crunchyroll began as a fan subbing site and then it tried to go legit and while that is true I don't think it becoming legit was the reason why it was successful it becoming legit could have had it end up going the way of Daisuke you know you remember how that went right? Do any of you even remember what that site was? Well, here's the thing. The honest reason why Crunchyroll was able to succeed was because of luck. The reason they were able to get those deals that managed to help them become legit is largely because of luck. A lot of their early growth was because It just so happened to be luck that there was some good, that there was some strong shows that were airing and they managed to get some contracts for them and they managed to hit the big time because in 2013, just by luck there just so happened to be two shows that they were simulcasting that managed to become two of the biggest anime ever ever let's be real, Crunchyroll would not be anywhere near as successful as they are without a without an edgelord being trapped in an MMO and a giant and a giant naked man cr- man kicking a wall down. But th- all of their all their stuff that has been successful up till now has been luck. And I think with the crunch with the Crunch Funimation deal falling f- ending, It's kind of showing that Crunchyroll, when they don't actually have luck on their side, which I don't think they do anymore, does not know what they're doing. I mean, this should become blatantly obvious. Searching for shows in their catalog that they've tried to maintain is next to impossible unless you know that you're looking for a specific show. Show, and that's without even getting into the fact that some shows they don't even put into genres. You know... Because sometimes I want to watch a fan service thing, but oh look at this—the fan service thing hasn't been updated since 2011. It's almost like they don't—they don't actually add anything to that, or to any of their genre stuff. Stuff. The idea of browsing their stuff is not has never really been functional. Do- functional. Actually, going through their catalog to try to look for stuff has never really been functional. Their player has never been functional. When they finally switched to the HDMI, to HTML5 player, it was a, it was not a good player. I have to st- have to on my computer still use a different HTML5 extension for it because at least that one works properly and isn't constantly pause, constantly pause, pausing and giving, and going all over the place with volume. And of course, once it becomes clear that after that that Crunchyroll, who have admitted that them trying to get onto production committees was so that way they would have an easier time getting the simulcast rights to shows. Um once they once this partnership deal ended and we got to see completely what is the what is theirs and what is not theirs from this Funimation partnership deal, um, it becomes painfully clear that Crunchyroll, especially if you go onto Verve, you know, that arguably even more broken site, and look at the, um, category on the Crunchyroll channel that says that is the list of all of their co-productions, Funimation is... Bad at reading the market they do not know what's actually going to be successful going through those lists is basically a bunch of either flavor of the weeks or shows that I did not even remember aired it is it is actually shocking looking at the list of what they're getting back from fun from Funimation now that Funimation is no longer working with them and that cr- co-production list just to see how bad they are at reading what will actually become big. And it also adds to the fact that losing, cr- losing Funimation is going to be a big blow against their catalog, which they have always tried to keep big, despite the fact that almost no one actually goes to, fun- goes to Crunchyroll for their catalog, because, you know, it's hard to find anything in that goddamn catalog to begin with. But losing that catalog means that now ever now they've lost a large chunk of why they're why people go to their site. Site, so, granted, they're probably still going to be somewhat successful with their simulcasting, you know, aside from the fact of now Funimation is once again an actual competitor to them and have always been better at reading the market than them. So there's probably a good chance that. There's probably not going to be as many good shows on Crunchyroll simulcasting next season than this season. And that's also without getting into the fact of their new partnership that they're trying to, that they're with to try to, um, bolster and bulk up their back catalog is with High Dive, you know, Sentai Filmworks, a company that does not actually have anything, anything that will. That will help grow their site. High Dive and Sentai, they have good shows, but they are an anime fans company. They are not going to, they are not going to have anything that will entice people to go to them. Go to if you're if you're looking at like a high a show that's on High Dive, you're already entrenched enough in anime that you know what High Dive is, and that is a problem for Crunchyroll going forward because. Now that they're losing the big muscle of Funimation behind them, they're kind of gonna be scattered. They're gonna kind of gonna be lost in the wind without direction. Because where do they go when they are incredibly bad at reading the market and just does, don't have anything that can bolster, like bolster their catalog, especially when they're when they have begun. To, acting as a company that's licensing shows for home for home video, video that's what that's a large part of what the funimation partnership was for and now that that partnership's done you know for any shows that crunchyroll completely has the streaming and distribution rights to what's going to happen to them now are they going to partner with sentai a company that is not doesn't have as big a reach as funimation in order to get these shows that let's be real probably no one's gonna remember in a few months. Or are or are they gonna try to go back to Discotech, a company that will not that is again also niche, also not willing to do the work that Crunchyroll would probably want in order to get that wide, wide, wide reach that Funimation had the possibility to provide. All of this is just on top of the incredibly bad. Um, I don't even remember what it was called, but like that Crunchyroll original animation thing, which, in hindsight, I think was announced because they knew this was on the way. And they needed to make and they needed to have something completely under their control, and they needed to make sure to let the fans know that they are working on something like that. Problem being of course that they announced it way too early before they actually had anything that was worth showing off. You know, it's very clear that they wanted it to be a ruby type deal. But you know, Ruby at least waited waited to give its announcements until it had four misleadingly good trailers before trailers before plopping the piece of crap that Ruby ended up being on everyone's lap. Crunchyroll did not wait, and instead, you instead, they gave an announcement that they're working on it with a bunch of stuff that does not give confidence on it being good. You know, as opposed to the thing that would actually be able to back that up if it was released at the same time. You know a teaser some some bit of animation and voice work that gives an idea of what you're trying to work on and like i said in hindsight it becomes clear why they made that move as boneheaded as it was because they're a, they're basically about to lose a large part of the market share that they have worked really hard in order to try and get and they're going to lose it because as it turns out they are not actually good at what they do this has been Alistair's Anime Corner there is no regular schedule, but new episodes will come either as a review on Wednesdays or as an opinion piece or rant on Saturdays. So, fu- so like the page on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, uh, and that's about it. See you guys next time.